David Adesonia here, your uncrowned 145 pound champion, here with two time UFC middleweight champion Israel Adesonia. Mm-hmm. How are you, champ? I'm gravy, baby. I'm gravy. We are four weeks away from your 11th consecutive UFC title fight. When you hear stats like that, what's your your reaction to it? I don't change numbers. Numbers chase me. I said that a while ago, even before I got in the UFC. Um, Yeah. Like, this is the part where I kind of like just pause on the ladder real quick. As As I'm climbing, just like, huh. Come a long way. We're up. How many times do you go back and reflect? To be honest, a couple of times a year. If I want to go deep, well, of course you cast your mind back for for certain things. But like, I sit down and really think about like what what I've done. A couple times a year, maybe two, three times a year, I just sit down. Normally on my birthday, that's one. Definitely, I just like, hmm, crazy. Let's talk about your first title fight, real quick. You fought five times in twelve months before your bout with. Kevin Gastelum. And then that fight was eight weeks after your fight with Anderson. Oh, really? Eight weeks after? Yeah, eight weeks after. So How again, important eight is weeks. it Damn. to snatch the title shot opportunity when it's presented to you regardless of circumstance? Yeah, fuck you too. <laughs> no, it's, um, it's, uh, it's really important. Like example, even before the title shot, I was meant to do this Europe tour after like I had four fights. I had five fights in the UFC my first year. And um, after four fights, I was like, man, I need a break. I want to travel and do whatever. So I was in Ireland for a friend's wedding. I was meant to go to like Amsterdam, London, Paris, all that, do like a Europe tour just to enjoy myself. Copped a few bonuses in the time. So I was rolling. And um, then the contract for Anderson came. Because when it first got offered to me, I was like, nah, I don't want to. I was like, why? I didn't want to. But then, like, the contract for Anderson came, and I was just like, history, destiny, you have to do it. So I put that on the wayside. As much as I was looking forward to that and needed that, I put it by the wayside, and I signed to fight Anderson because that was the opportunity right there. When I never planned on fighting him. He was my, you know, like, he was my, he was my hero. When the opportunity came, it's like, bro, this is destiny. You have to fight him. So I did. I took the opportunity when it was right there because how often are you going to get that opportunity? And see now, even it's immortalized on my wall in the beautiful masterpiece. Um, but yeah, even after that, I still fought like what? It was Anderson and then Gaslam eight weeks later. So yeah, it's important. You can't just pass up these opportunities because even as a fighter, you only have so much like time in this game. So why would you turn down opportunities when they're in front of you? If they make sense, like a title shot, isn't that what you've wanted your whole time? Or example, destiny, when it presents itself in front of you, you grab it, grab it by the horns. Fuck it. Yeah. Having five fights in 12 months, five training camps, you would have been banged up surely just from going through the trainings. How do you go about continuing accepting fights and going into training camps, not being 100%? Some people just wait for the opportunity. Oh, like, you know, people who is like, you know, when, are you gonna, when are you gonna come to the gym? You're like, uh, when I get fit, uh, when I get, I want to get fit first before I come to the gym. It's like, what do you do at the gym? You come to the gym to get fit, but some people wait for the the right opportunity, the right time. 
not realizing they're just letting time fly by because time waits for no man. So again, like I said, you only have so much time in this game. It's about time. And I know I'm definitely past the halfway point of my career. Still got some time left, but you know, I'm past the halfway point. So I just know like, this is precious time, man. I can't just, for me personally, give these opportunities away because when it's all said and done, when you're on your rocking chair in front of your property or trailer park or whatever, be looking back and be like, damn, did I did I take advantage of every opportunity that was given to me? Did I really like maximize my time in this game? Time. Be efficient with it and maximize it. I'm maximizing. Has Drakus missed his immediate shot? Could Hamza, you know, have a dominant performance over Costa and swoop in and be the next number one contender? Definitely. Definitely. Um, but again, I do want to fight Drakus, but he has to know he's not calling the shots here. That's the thing. I am. So, again, a guy who, oh, my foot is this, my foot's that. Yeah, look at me. My foot's a balloon. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. There was some drama with the booking and uh, fight announcement. Uh, seemed like a whole lot was in the air. People didn't know what was going on. From your perspective, what's it like being in training camp, not knowing who you're fighting, and managing negotiations as well? doesn't bother me. One thing Eugene told me early on, like three, four weeks ago, don't focus on the opponent. Just focus on the date. Because I know there was um, talks of rescheduling me fighting, but I was like, uh-uh, this is my side of the world. I have to fight on this side of the world. So Eugene and I talked, and he just told me, don't focus on an opponent, focus on a date. I was like, bet. That helped me stay focused. Um, you know, things happen behind the scenes, but that's need to know basis. All right. Sean Strickland. Mm. The narrative out there is that this is going to be a walk in the park for you. How seriously are you taking this fight? I never underestimate anyone. I was even thinking about Bisping versus Rockhold. When Bisping finally beat, beat him, took the fight on like 1.5 weeks notice or something, two weeks notice, and goes in there and shocks the world. That's a possible reality. My job is to make sure it's not in this reality. That's in another parallel universe, another timeline. So like, yeah, I'm very aware of the dangers that he brings and the stuff that he's really good at. So I don't take this lightly. Like you guys have seen me. You see, I've been working. I'm not underestimating this guy, but at the same time, I'm not overestimating him. And I want to make this look easy. I'm going to make this look easy. Um, cause of the work that we're doing right now, I just, and the way I'm, I'm working right now, I, I just, I just know, you know what? Let's wrestle. <laughs> Let's see what happens. But like, yeah. What are the, some of the things that, uh, you think he's good at and threats that he brings to the table? Uh, he's got a nice guard. Uh, he's got a good jab. Also just, to be honest, just crazy. He's crazy. That's that's the X factor. But again, so am I. But like, yeah. <laughs> How's uh, training camp been so far? Awesome. It's been great. It's working smart, working hard. When it's time to push, when it's time to chill, you know, I, I relax. Uh, yeah, I'm just taking this very seriously. 
Because a, a man with nothing to lose and everything to gain is a dangerous man. You had sparring yesterday. How did that session go? So, on Friday, pretty much got a train ran on me, like by everybody in the gym I was rolling with or working with. And like, man, it was... Some days you're like, you're just the hammer. Some days you're the nail. And I got nailed. Like, it was, it was, it was yeah, it was bad. <laughs> you know, those days. So I just use that as an opportunity, like a learning opportunity. Okay, come tomorrow, show up, and you show out. Just show up and show out. And I did, felt like I showed up and I showed out. I picked certain things to work on and I was executing them during sparring, which I was happy about. And then just, yeah, reestablish myself to myself. Because again, this is not, this isn't for, some people will go through what I went through on Friday and just like get their confidence rocked and just sit there and just, because I've been there when I was younger. And so I know how to like put the brakes on and then build myself back up. Mm, yeah. But, um, even today, Spider, uh, <laughs> I like the way I'm working. I like, I like, I'll say some things after the fight, but I like the way I'm working despite everything. Sean likes to talk a lot inside and outside the octagon. Yeah. Everyone's excited about, about the press conference. Mm-hmm. What That's type, what they're excited about. That's, what, yeah. What type of trash talk are you expecting during the presser? Just some loud mouth talking over and louder than you to trying to seem like he's got something to say. He has nothing to say, really. He just wants to, again, I, I know the guy. I've, I've seen him. I've pressed him before. <laughs> Actual. Uh, <laughs> so he's not like, it's for show. So I just know what it is. That's why most people are just expi- they're excited about the press conference because that's the that's his spot to shine, I guess. But, I, you know, I can rap too. I just decide when I use my mouth and when I don't. What about inside the octagon? If he's talking to me, he's going to get his jaw broken. Wallahi, he's going to get his jaw broken. Like, Because when you're talking, you're not focused on the task at hand. And yeah, look at Costa. Come on, Easy. Roll the clip. Costa going hands behind his back early. Come on, Easy. I was physically talking to him. I didn't use my words. I used body language. With Costa, you, you roll the clips where I like fainted a leg kick and I was like, Scared. Yeah I, yeah, I would. I wouldn't even want to check it. I just want to be I there. I a leg kick. Verbally, I don't got to say shit. My work would do the talking and he'll feel me. When I say feel me, they don't understand. He'll feel me. So, um, yeah. I hope he talks to me because he'll get his jaw broken. Mm. This is your 11th consecutive title fight. You're used to facing super high level opponents, number one contenders, being the champion. Sean is ranked number five I guess like a fighter in your position like you know you John Jones etc sometimes they don't want to get out of bed for someone that is not of that type of level so is the him trying to poke the bear is that where the motivation from this fight is coming from a good thing I never give a fuck about rankings I don't give a fuck about rankings I just know if you're in our level in the UFC, you're one of the best in the world. And these guys are all great. And anyone can beat anyone any given night. That's why you have to prepare accordingly. 
So for me, the the motivation, to be honest, is just taking his head. Just another guy to style against. And being in Sydney, six of us on the card, half the card is CKB. So I have to close the show in a spectacular way. And I will. Or even if it's five rounds of just dominance and styling on him, display of martial arts, I'd be happy with that. But I just don't see that happening. I'm going to knock him out. I just, I just, one plus one is two. I'm going to knock him out. Touching on that again, there are six of you CKB fighters on the card. And there are also a lot of fighters that are fighting around the dates yeah. of UFC 293. Mm-hmm. What's the atmosphere in the gym been like the last few weeks? Bro, everyone just be feeding off everyone. And the atmosphere is like a big moment, like a storm's coming. So we're all gearing ready for the storm. And this is like a big weekend for everyone to shine. We've done it before. And I think we can do it again. Definitely we can do it again on all fronts in the UFC and outside of the UFC. It's one of the M ones. So you can just feel it. If it's palpable, you can feel it in the gym and everyone's just up their game, you know, up their game and the work. We're, also what we're working on as well. Can't say much, but like, yeah, it's it's definitely raised the bar. Yes. How's Eugene bar. been this trading camp? Any sand in the eyes? Any sand in the eyes? Sand in the eyes. You know, mixing things up and like unexpected things. You remix Spider. This is the second one we've done. Like, you remixed it, so it was good. Just shake things up. Because I think it was last week I came in, I was like, why are there battle ropes on the ground? I was like, oh, shit. And it was just real quiet. There's just like this tension in the air. I was like, oh, fuck. And even <sighs> the intensity during your aspiring, you guys were doing shuttles like oh, in, yeah. in between rounds. I was making, I, I was, I was, um, yeah, I made sure I push on that one as well. And then next minute, boom, Jones on me, double leg, trying to take me down. I was like, fuck. And I, yeah. It's one of them ones. It's it's one of those. Uh, I, but I like it. I like the energy. I like the energy. Yeah. All right. When you visualize the fight and you and Sean in the octagon, what do you see? Mm, being free. That's what I see. Being free. Being free to express on a beautiful canvas. Yeah, being free to express on a beautiful canvas. I just go in there and do my thing, touch him up. Touch him up till <laughs> All right. I appreciate your time, champ. Oh, I'm a lobster roll. Hey guys, what's up? Izzy here. Like, subscribe, and comment if you enjoyed this video.